should we go to next? Welcome to Go Chat Gridiron with your hosts, Michael Buetti, Matthew Kane, and Connor Wood. Episode, episode number three. Guys, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Happy to be here on a Sunday, ready for some week three football. Uh, just ready to start getting talking about it. Great slate of football ahead. Just excited to uh, watch some great football, talk talk an hour with you guys, and uh, let's get right into it. Let's get right into it, shall we? Uh, last week, we had week two of the NFL. Um, you know, it was a pretty good week of football, I thought. Ended with the Green Bay Packers. Uh, second half defeat uh, over the Detroit Lions. Uh, a lot of great slate of football games. I mean, Zach Wilson threw six, five interceptions. What was it? Four. Okay. <laughs> well, still, that, that's pretty bad. And, uh, you know, a lot of great games. Uh, wh- what do you guys think of that last, pa- that last week? And, you know, we could dive right into the winners and losers if you want. Yeah, I mean, we talk about Zach Wilson. He was my loser of week two. You know, it has to be turned around today. Going into Denver, you know, Denver's down a man. Bradley Chubb's not playing. Um, but the, it's a very good secondary there in Denver. They play at four. Um, you know, he's just got to turn it around. You know, the four interceptions. That, that It's similar to what Sam Darnold did in the quote-unquote ghost game there against New England. Um, what was that, last year? Two years two, ago. Two years ago. You know, I mean, he's just got to be able to turn around, you know. He's a young guy. He can't let that get to him. You know, he's just got to go out on the field today and – and make the most of these opportunities and help the Jets try to get that, that first win on the year, the first win in his NFL career, and just just try to get that, that one notch in the win column and move forward. Back to uh, week two, Connor. Do you have any winners and losers of the past week? Yeah, Zach Wilson was my loser of oh, week okay. two. I didn't and, hear um, if you said that or not. Sorry. Oh, yeah, and then uh, my winner of week two is Derek Carr. He, he looks legit. You know, through two weeks he played really good against Baltimore week one on Monday night, and he played as similarly as well against Pittsburgh there in uh, week two, over 380 yards and two touchdowns. Long bomb to Henry Ruggs that really sealed the game there in the fourth quarter, so that was that was a big play. Derek Carr looks really, really good to start the year through the first two weeks, so he was my winner in week two. Definitely a, a great game against that Pittsburgh Steelers defense. Um, T.J. Watt did go out with an injury out today, but still um, great win for Derek Carr, and the undefeated Las Vegas Raiders. Mike, how about you? Um, well, first off, my winner of the week, it has to be Lamar Jackson. I discussed this on our last episode of Goat Chat, but what he did this past week against the Kansas City Chiefs, he did something that a lot of people thought that he could not do. A lot of people did not think that he would be able to come back in a game. Everyone thinks that Lamar Jackson is a front runner. They didn't think that he was going to be able to beat Mahomes after a couple consecutive losses. And he came out, he showed poise after throwing two early interceptions, and yes, those were bad interceptions. But he came back, showed some poise, showed fight, determination, everything you look for in your franchise quarterback, and he willed the Ravens to a victory. It was uh, an absolutely phenomenal game from him, and uh, he has to be my winner for Week 2. In terms of losers, I have to go with... Jameis Winston 
and the Carolina Panthers. I mean, week one, they go out absolutely torch Green Bay. In, in oh, I was going to say it was in Green Bay, but it was actually in Jacksonville. But uh, they played in Carolina, and Jameis Winston looked like the Jameis Winston of old. 11 for 22, not even over 115 passing yards and two picks. He looked very shaky, and for someone that coming out week one showed a lot of promise, he did not live up to that promise in week two. And uh, I'm curious to see if he'll be able to do that against Bill Belichick and the Patriots this week, but he's got to be my loser in week two. Definitely great analysis. Um, my loser, actually, no, I'll go with my winner. I think uh, when you're looking at the winners, there was a lot of great players this past weekend. You you have Tyler Lockett. You have, you know, that Bills defense played tremendous against Miami, um, a 1-0 Miami team. You got the 49ers defense. They played good against Jalen Hurts. Just looking, looking down all over this. Aaron Jones, Aaron Rodgers, shout out to them for that Monday night performance. But I'm going to go with the Los Angeles Rams defense. I mean, I, they did give up 24 points, but looking back at that game, the amount of goal line stops that they had against Jonathan Taylor, against Carson Wentz on that sideline, um, or on the towards the end zone, it was tremendous. I mean, the Rams' defense is truly legit with something we knew coming in from last year, and they have a really great game tonight against or today against the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So I'm excited to see that. It might be a game of the year. Um, also with with Cooper Cup too, nine receptions, 163 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, what a day for him! Uh, as for losers, I would have to say it's a, the Miami Dolphins. I mean, you couldn't put up a point against Buffalo. I mean, I I know Buffalo's defense is at least good. I just don't think they're uh, that good to shut out a Miami Dolphins team with with talent on their roster. It's not like they don't have a talented roster like the Houston Texans. Uh, and I understand Tua got hurt, and they could have kicked a field goal here and there, um, but they decided to go for it because they're in that time. But still, getting shut out by a rival team is something you never want in the NFL. Yeah, to expand on on Matt's point there, I think Miami Dolphins are huge losers in Week Two. Not necessarily because they got shut out. You know, that's definitely a big a big no in a, a division division game. But I mean, you lost you lost your starting quarterback into a tug of Viola for at least three weeks. He was put on the IR. So now now you have the ball in the hands of Jacoby Brissett, and you know he's a veteran in the league. He's been on numerous teams before, but he he can't be trusted when you're in a a very tight division, a very hot division with Buffalo and New England, who are both expected to be really good. Um, so it's going to be tough. It'll be interesting to see how Miami plays over these next couple of weeks. Um, but yeah, it's they're they're big losers because of the loss of Tua. Yeah, Tua was Tua and the Dolphins were both uh, two, you know, players and teams that I had huge expectations for coming into the season. I had massive expectations for the whole AFC East. I thought uh, I made a bold prediction earlier in the season that they all would have at least twelve wins. On the season, of course, that's very tough to do, given that all three teams are in the same division and playing against each other twice a year. But I thought all of them were talented enough and well-coached enough for that to happen, and that's looking very questionable with the loss of two right now. I think Jacoby Brissett is serviceable. I think he could lead the Dolphins to maybe one or two wins in this span without Tua, and I don't think that the Dolphins are going to fall off a cliff. But you you need to show some resiliency when you lose your starting quarterback. You you come out and not you're not only miserable on offense, but you're also miserable on defense. 
like there's really no excuse for that. I understand it's one week, but the Dolphins need to bounce back this week against Vegas. And that's going to be another game to watch. That game is at 4.05 or 4.25. Um, uh, not sure. I think it's 4.25. I could be wrong here. Um, that's a 4.05 game. Yeah, it's a 4.05 game. Um, but it's going to be a really good game um, nonetheless. So we could just dive right into the go of the week two. You know, we did this kind of last week with the go of the week one. Mike, I feel like it's going to be redundant with your uh, – <laughs> With the same guy. Yeah. Once again, I, I think the goal of the week is Lamar. Uh, I don't really need to go too much in depth to it again. I mean, there's a bunch, there's a ton of other good options. I'm sure you guys are going to take one of them, so I'm, I don't want to steal your thunder right now. But, uh, Connor, who's your goal of the week? I mean, it's got to be Derrick Henry. Yeah. You know, he averaged just two yards per carry in the first half with 43 total yards. And, I mean, he turned it up in that second half. Averaged seven yards a carry. 176 yards just in the second half and three touchdowns, including that long 60-yard run that really opened up that game and allowed Tennessee to keep progressing forward and uh, eventually win that game in overtime against Seattle. But, I mean, Derrick Henry, I mean, that's it, Derrick Henry. Yeah, I got to agree with you. I mean, Derrick Henry played unbelievable, especially in that second half. Um, You know, like like I said before, there's a lot of great players um, to pick through. Notably, Aaron Jones. Um, you know, he lost his dad this past uh, offseason to COVID-19. He comes out, uh, rushes for 67 yards, one touchdown, but notably gets three receiving touchdowns and has a tremendous day. He actually lost his uh, necklace with his dad's ashes in a, in a football, um, and a trainer ended up, or, or, or a groundskeeper, I think, for mm-hmm. Lambeau Field ended up finding it, which is which is great um, because that's something you don't want to lose. He said, hey, if if I lost it, my dad would want me to lose in the end zone. So, um, yeah, he, he played great. Like I said, Cooper Cup, uh, Tyler Lockett, but uh, uh, Tom Brady. Notably, uh, it's it's Derrick Henry. I, I think that's the only right answer at this point mm-hmm. um, after that second half win. I mean, can can, can we talk about how, I had, wins, how yeah. I had Aaron Jones on my fantasy team and I still lost last week? That's tough. That put is, up put up forty one points and I still got a loss. I don't, I don't know what to tell you, Connor. That, well, you were playing against Derrick Henry. I was who playing put against up more Derrick points. Henry. Yeah. <laughs> so it's but, like it's um, like an offsetting there. One more person to shout out, Kyler Murray. He he's starting off this season phenomenally for the Arizona Cardinals. Although he did throw two picks, threw for four hundred yards and three touchdowns, and of course that rushing was going to be there with thirty yards and a touchdown on the ground. Um, Kyler Murray, he's an MVP candidate right now. For Arizona, and if Arizona continues to play like they are right now, uh, there's no um, there's no realm of possibilities in which Kyler Murray is not in the MVP conversation. Do you think he's a front runner right now? He's he's one of the couple guys. It's only been two weeks, so it's, you can't really point out one guy as of yeah. right now. But he's definitely in that conversation. What he does for Arizona is absolutely no. There's very little quarterbacks in the NFL that can do what he's doing right now. Because he's short. Well, no, not <laughs> well, <laughs> has nothing to do with it because his ability to pass the the combination of him passing and running, extending plays, making plays that other quarterbacks simply cannot make. That's why he's in the MVP conversation right now. You know, it was it was really funny. I was scrolling. I think it was Twitter or Instagram the other day, and I saw like a graphic of like early MVP headlines, and it was a picture of Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, and then I think it was like. 
Justin Herbert or something like that. And everyone in the comment section was like, where is Tom Brady? Where is Kyler Murray? Where is Derek Carr? Like the guys who have actually been lighting up to start the year. It was it was really funny to see, you know, they throw these big, these big name guys out there. But I mean, Tom Brady has started off the season incredibly well. Derek Carr, as I mentioned, looks legit this year. And Kyler Murray's had a great start. So it's just funny to see how everyone's actually taking notice to those big names. Yeah, uh, I would I would probably say my front runners are Brady. Um, yeah, we, I mean it's just I feel like it's just gonna happen. That's that's the narrative that that we're gonna play through this this season, especially with Tampa being good. Yeah, I mean he, right now he's he's throwing four and a half touchdowns per game, which is absolutely insane. I, there's he probably won't keep up that pace for the whole season, but what if he does? You know what I mean? Like I don't think it's you know too too crazy because Tampa Bay is so good but I heard he was playing until 50 <laughs> do you think it's fair to say with an extra game um if he does even keep up a pace of like two and a half touchdowns a game do we have a new passing touchdown record in the NFL after this year I think that's a possibility with, with Brady this year which would be absolutely insane for someone who's 44 to still be playing at this high of a level yeah I mean a lot of records are going to be broken this year yeah. too with the new scheduling mm-hmm. Uh, you're adding a game. So, yeah, I would say it would probably be broken. I mean, I don't even know who has it. Is it Peyton Manning? I think it's Peyton. With like, uh, with that no, I think three? it's – no, Mahomes broke in 2018, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I think 55, I think. And I, I, I'm pretty sure the number – I think Peyton had 55 in 2013. I think Mahomes might have broken it in 2018. I know Peyton no, has the Mahomes had 50 in 2018. Peyton Manning has 55. Okay, my mistake. But pa- Patrick Mahomes is only 22. Peyton Manning was 37. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to head into our first break here on VIC Radio. When we come back, we're going to be talking about Week 2, Thursday Night Football. A lot of uh, key points to talk about there. Uh, and then after that, we will head into Week 3 uh, here on VIC Radio. And it's for the gays. Join a sonic ride with pride every Tuesday night at 10. It's Double Rainbow on VIC Radio Ithaca, dedicated to exploring the best queer songs by queer singers. Expect pop, R&B, rap, and more. Dancing is heavily encouraged when listening to Double Rainbow, only on VIC Radio Ithaca. At VIC, the voice of Ithaca College, we prioritize diversity and inclusion. We are working to ensure that more voices are heard. We support and will continue to support the Black Lives Matter movement and victims of police brutality and racial injustice. We've heard you. We support you. We must advocate for change. Black Lives Matter. Tuesday nights at 10, expect some great hits by queer artists here at Double Rainbow, only on VIC Radio Ithaca. There's a variety of songs in abundance to work, sing, or just dance. Tune in Tuesday nights at 10. Welcome back to Goat Chat Gridiron. I'm Matt Kane here alongside Connor Wood and Mike Buetti. We talked about week two. We recapped that. Now we're going to be heading into Thursday Night Football. Week three Thursday Night Football. I forgot to change that on the rundown. Um, Carolina Panthers versus Houston Texans. The Panthers ended up just defeating, like we thought, the, the Houston Texans 24-9. to uh, Notably, Davis Mills was playing in that game uh, due to an injury by Tyrod Taylor. He's also on the IR. Uh, might as well we start out 
what were you guys' thoughts on the game? And if you want to get into the first question that we have on the, the rundown, we could. Carolina's legit. Not not legit enough to, to go out and, and win that NFC South or potentially even make the playoffs this year. But I think I think next year, two years down the line, they will be a playoff team. Hopefully by then Tom Brady's out of the league <laughs> and um, it, that division will be wide open. And I think, if so, Carolina has a really good team. No, I mean, that, that defense is just so good. Obviously it took a huge hit on Thursday night losing J.C. Horn, but that defense is so good. Brian Burns is so incredibly athletic off the <clears throat> off the end there. I'm sorry. Um, but I, I just think Carolina is really, really good. You know, a 3-0 start, definitely not going to be justifiable as they get into these games against Tampa Bay and some harder games that they have down the line. But K- Carolina is a good team. You know, I could see them close to 500 as we end the year. Yeah, I, I agree with you, Connor. I think Carolina's going to be better than we all expected coming to the season. I, I thought that this defense was still going to be um, – uh, probably around average this year, but they're showing you know flashes of top five, maybe even top three defense. It's going to be really hard to keep that pace given their easy schedule so far and the loss of J.C. Horn. But that pass rush, like you said, is still really really good. And uh, like you said, I love what they're building there. I don't I don't think that they'll be a playoff team this year, but in years to come, once they shore up that offensive line. And uh, Sam Darnold continues to improve. I think that they're going to be a playoff team for years to come, and I liked what I saw uh, from them. In terms of Houston, it really sucked that Tyrod was out because he was showing some really good uh, glimpses of you know being a pretty decent starting quarterback in the league against Jacksonville and uh, in their Week Two matchup against Cleveland. And you know Davis Mills, he came out, he didn't play the worst game ever, but he did play great by any means but uh once again this Houston team is not going to be good um Matt what what were some of your thoughts um you know I, I think Carolina is a legit team uh coming in three and know I know they played the Texans the Saints and the Jets but they're looking like a good team and Sam Darnold's looking like a good quarterback and I, he's the guy who I thought he was going to be coming into Carolina I knew once he got out of that New York Jets system he got out of Adam Gase I knew he would be a much better quarterback, and that that's how the cookie crumbles, Connor. I know it's a little disappointing. It, it hurts a little bit watching him watching him do too well. Like, I mean, like he's have, even having a good season. He threw for 304 yards, didn't have a touchdown, but he had two rushing touchdowns uh, in that game. And, and, you know, D.J. Moore, the connection with D.J. Moore, I mean, we thought Robbie Anderson was going to be number one over yeah. there. But, I mean, D.J. Moore averaging 15.8 yards, or, yeah, yards a, a reception is – is really good. Um, so I think they're legit. I don't think they're a playoff team because of the competition in the NFC. Uh, it's just a little tough. So, But their future, and you know, like, like Connor, I think, said, if Tom Brady's out of that division, it's going to help them a lot. I want to I go back to one thing that, that Mike said. Um, he mentioned that Davis Mills didn't play the worst game, but he didn't look good. I think a lot of that stat line is based off of how it, that game was coached in the first half. You know, I don't know if everyone tuned in 
or watched the complete first half of that game, but I mean, he threw the ball, I think it was seven times in that first half or 14 yards because they just, they were trying to pound the rock because they didn't know what they had in Davis Mills. And, you know, it was hands off to David Johnson, hand off to Philip Lindsay, hand off to Mark Ingram. That was what they were going to try to do. And then obviously we saw during that two minute drill there at the end of the first half when he was able to go down and score a touchdown that they were like, okay, maybe we have something here in Davis Mills. And then they kind of expanded that offense there in the second half. But the first half, I mean, I think it was just so poorly called. I don't think the stat line that we see for Davis Mills, only 168 yards and a touchdown, I don't think that plays real dividends on... I, I, I think he looked good. You know, I think he did look good. You know, obviously the pressure got to him. He didn't see, feel the blind side, you know. Stuff that you can work on as a rookie. Every rookie's going to feel that. But I I think that he could he could be a successful quarterback for, for Houston down the line if they open up their play calling a little bit. Obviously, David Coley went out um, in a presser on Friday and said that they believe what they have in Davis Mills, and they just had to expand the offense, and that was on him and the coaching for not giving him um, the the reps and the throws and the attempts that they felt that he could have completed. So not to say that he was good by any means. Obviously, they only put up nine points on the offensive side of the ball, but if play calling was a little bit different there in the first half, I think we could have seen a much better Davis Mills. That's a, fo- that's a fair point there, Connor. Um, obviously, throwing... He couldn't really get into a rhythm either with only seven passing attempts in the first half. And he, you are right, he did start to turn it up a little in the second half. But uh, I don't think that he is the future for the Houston Texans. I mean, that's going to be a tough hill to climb. I didn't like him as a prospect coming into the league, and especially in a not-good situation in Houston. Obviously, that Brandon Cooks there was one of the more underrated wide receivers in the whole of the NFL but uh, their offensive line isn't good. They have a bunch of older running backs, and uh, I just don't trust that coaching staff yet. Even though they've gotten off to a better start than we all thought, um, I just don't trust Houston to put the pieces that Davis Mills needs around him. You know, by no means am I saying that <clears throat> he's the future of the Texans and they're going to go out after this 0-3 start, and or 1-2 one one and two. and two start, and... Be competitive in the AFC South. That's not what I'm saying. I think down the line, you know, a couple of years, you're going to have probably close to a number one overall pick this year, depending on how everything else shapes out with Jacksonville and the Jets and the Lions and stuff like that. You're going to be able to get a really good prospect, you know, whether that be another corner for your your uh, defense. Offensive linemen look pretty good in this year's draft. Um, so you're going to be able to do something to to get pieces around him. And I just, you know. When I when I was watching tape, and I, I do that, I mentioned it last semester on Follow the Herd, that I do like to watch a lot of the college stuff. I thought he was good in Stanford. You know, I actually had him as a late first-round pick to the Saints. You know, I thought a team would reach who was very quarterback needy. And, uh, you know, I, I trust Davis Mills. You know, I think I think when he fell to the third round, and it was the first, the first pick by the Texans, mm-hmm. I think, in that draft, I thought it was a really good pick because I think Davis Mills could be good. You know, he's going to be a system guy. He's not going to be flashy like Deshaun Watson. He's not going to he's not going to have those flashes of greatness, but he's going to be that good consistent guy I think in a in a Houston Texans offense where if they do get better down the line in a couple of years, I think he can make this team pretty successful in the AFC South. Yeah, I mean, talk about the Texans. Um Dave, Brandon Cooks is he really is making a name for himself. I think he's a name that people forgot. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he he started out with the Saints, went to the uh, Rams, Patriots, oh, wait, no, Patriots, yeah, Patriots, Patriots, Rams. Rams. Um, I don't think he even won a Super Bowl because no, he just he just keeps getting traded. He's he's such a good guy, he's a and really good player. And, 
I don't even think that the, like the trades are getting a lot of value. I think when he was sent over to Houston, I think it was for like a fourth round pick mm-hmm. or something like that. So I mean, they're not even teams aren't getting a crazy amount of value back. And we've seen he's doing really, really good this year. He's obviously the number one there, you know. And he was last year, Hopkins, after he got traded to Arizona. But I think he's really emerging. And I think he could have a home here in Houston. I think they really like what they have. Um, And I just hope for his sake that he doesn't get moved around anymore because I think he's a really good talent in the NFL. Yeah, I mean, fantasy managers have to be happy with Brandon Brandon Mm -hmm. Cooks this year. But uh, as for Davis Mills, I think he played a good good game. Uh, I'm not not mad about anything. I'm not disappointed about anything. I think he's... uh, He's a young guy. This is his first start. Um, it's not going to be the most pretty thing, but I, I didn't really think he played bad. Um, now, is he is he the future for the Texans? That's just going to have we're just going to have to wait to see for that. It's going to be how the season unfolds. Like Connor said, they're going to have a top draft pick. Honestly, I'm thinking it's either one, two, or three. It's it's for sure going to be either one, two, or three. Um, but we're going to have to see. So if Davis Mills has an okay season and they want to feel like they uh, can fill another need they can go do that uh, but if, if Davis Mills is not a good player they got a uh, Spencer Rattler Sam Howell um, at the well I don't even think Sam Howell Sam Howell's having an awful year isn't he in college right now um, but Spencer Rattler can be there a really great talented quarterback out of Oklahoma so they can fill their need there uh, but as of right now I can see Davis Mills just being that future guy for for the Texans moving forward if he if he doesn't play necessarily bad on on that already bad Houston Texans team uh, I I can see him being a future piece there but the Texans it's a long ride if you're Texans fan my condolences strap in (laughs) it's going to be a long ride especially uh, and I'm interested to see about the Deshaun Watson stuff because he's not playing uh, he's not on the NFL exempt list yet Um, I think his case is still ongoing I don't think it's moved anywhere um since since like this whole summer I mean he was Aaron Rodgers just saved his career honestly I I, in my opinion for this offseason but yeah uh what do you guys think about Deshaun Watson is he gonna get traded anytime soon um it might be I mean it all depends on the legal stuff and what happens with that if I could be wrong about this but I heard that the next hearing for the case was gonna be after the season so that could, you know, tempt it, unless I'm in- incorrect on that. No, I, I have no, but, uh, I have no clue. Mm-hmm. I just think how 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 convenient that it's at the end of the season. Yeah. So I mean, maybe a team in the wild card race or something like that need a star quarterback and make a trade then for Deshaun Watson. Like maybe the Colts are like Wentz is hurt again, and they need a quarterback. But that would be a questionable move to trade your star quarterback into um an in division rival but i'm just saying a team like yeah. the colts no, in the playoff race that yeah. needs a quarterback um could make a move for deshaun watson depending on uh his legal stuff you know i think houston definitely wants to move him i don't think a team's gonna do it you know yeah. i think about i think about people in the nfl who would who would want to make that trade and the only name that comes to mind on someone who would take that is jerry jones Obviously, and Jerry Jones has Dak Prescott, so he, he's not going to trade for Deshaun Watson. But Jerry Jones just has that kind of track record where he takes these guys in who who have these ongoing cases, you know, and not don't really know, but they're really good, talented guys. So, I mean, I could obviously see Miami. Miami has been a front runner for Deshaun Watson since the beginning of this all. Um, 
and they need a quarterback. But I don't think they'll pull the trigger because because of what's going on, and they don't know the significance of everything. They don't know if he's going to be put on the exempt list. He may never play a game of football again. I mean, depending on what everything, how everything transpires here. I I hope I hope this gets settled soon, though, for for the the sake of everybody. Obviously, the people who were involved in that case, Deshaun Watson and and the NFL in general. Any final thoughts before we head into week three after the break? I think the biggest thing to take away from that week three uh, Thursday night football game is the injuries to Carolina. McCaffrey's going to be out a couple of weeks, I think, was the initial yeah. prognosis. Um, and J.C. Horn looks like it's a, a season-ending injury. Broke three bones in his foot, so that's tough. All right, we're going to head into our second break of the day, but when we come back, we're going to head into week three with a week three topic question here on VIC Radio. Want to hear the best of what's next? Tune in every Tuesday, 6 to 7 p.m. for the new music show right here on VIC Radio, the voice of Ithaca College. It's important to make sure your family has a plan in case of an emergency. We talked to this family to see if each of them knew where to meet if they were not together when something happened. If a natural disaster happened and we were outside the home, we would all meet at the park. That's our meeting point. I meet places at our neighbor's house because she is my mom's good friend. We all have a meeting spot, which is a bus stop. Is your plan any better? To learn more about making an emergency plan for your family, go to ready.gov. This message brought to you by the U.S. Department of Homeland Security and the Ad Council. Welcome back to Goat Chat Gridiron here on VIC Radio. I'm Matt Kane, alongside Connor Wood and Mike Buetti. Uh, we're heading into week three, another great week of football, like we said. Um, might as well get right into this. Uh, last week we had which team needs a win in the week two, uh, in week two, and now we got week three. Uh, we have two questions here. I, I wrote these down. We'll see what we think of them. Uh, what 0-2 team will turn their season around in week three? So, what I'm saying is not necessarily make the playoffs because I know it would be a, a difficult question for make the playoffs. I'm just saying they need to win. You know who's gonna win uh, in week two, in week three, uh, get their first win in week three. I guess is what what I'm trying to say here. It's 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 really funny looking at this uh this breakdown that you got. I mean I I see like ten question marks at the end of this question. I just thought it was funny looking at it this morning. Oh yeah, I wasn't sure if you guys would like it or not. <laughs> um. Well, the very easy answer for, for this question would be either the Giants or the Falcons, considering that they play each other here in Week 3. Um, but I think a team is the Minnesota Vikings. Obviously, I think Dalvin Cook is out this week. I think that was said um, this morning by Schefter. Or very, he's, he is? Not, he's not out. No. It was very he's, unlikely he, to play was the was the thing this morning, oh, was what I un, saw. He's unlikely to Oh, no. Um, but against a really bad Seattle defense, I think we could see some big numbers put up from... Kirk Cousins, Justin Jefferson, and Adam Thielen. Yeah, no, I saw the uh, I saw the Dalvin Cook news this morning. Um, that in barring any major improvements there, as he goes out for on the field warmups, that he would be he would be out today. I mean, it is one thir- It is eleven thirty. Carson Wentz officially active from Ian Rappaport. Uh, so we're going to be getting these quickly, and and there's some big names: Daryl Henderson uh, alongside Dalvin Cook. Um, is Daryl Henderson playing? We no. don't. Likely out. He's likely out, but gotcha. we're we're still waiting for Ian Rappaport um, here. But Mike, I'm gonna swing it to you. Uh, oh, Hopkins is officially uh, playing too. Okay. Okay. So that that's the only two big names that we have right now. But uh, Mike, I'll swing it to you. Which ONT team do you think uh, is going to get in a win column this you, week? You know, I thought it was gonna be Minnesota. They're playing at home. They're playing a Seattle team that has 
um, a lot of momentum going against them. And the Vikings just lost a heartbreaker to Arizona last week. Obviously, Dalvin Cook was a huge piece of that performance against Arizona. So I think without him, it's going to be an uphill battle for them this week against a Seattle team that I still think is very, very good. So I would have picked Minnesota if Dalvin Cook was healthy and playing. But I think it's going to be the New York Giants this week. I think they have a great matchup against Atlanta. I think Atlanta's going to have a top three pick this year. Their defense isn't good. Their offense is you know, starting to pick it up a little against Tampa Bay. But I think the Giants need to get a win this week. The NFC East is not out of reach yet. They're only one game behind Dallas and Philly. Whoever wins that game, obviously, is going to be in first place. But if the Giants want to stay in playoff contention, they got to win these easy games against uh, some of the lower teams in the NFL. And I think that's what they're going to do this week. They're playing at MetLife. Um, they, you know, if it wasn't for an offside call against uh, Washington, they would have won that game. And now they're one and one. And we're talking about Washington as a team that needs to win this week. But that didn't happen. So I, I do think that the Giants are going to come out and defeat the Atlanta Falcons this week. Uh, Joey Bosa will play today, as told, and T. Higgins is also inactive. Kenny Galladay is going to play for uh, the Giants as well, going off of Mike's point there. So they have all their weapons available. Okay. Um, yeah, I just saw that. Um, I Honestly, I listen, Minnesota last week, I said that they are going to win. Connor kind of was like, you know, poking fun at me. He's <laughs> like, oh, you're, we were walking out. He's like, your analysis was so bad. And... <laughs> They almost won. I'm so mad. They were so close to winning the game. <laughs> it's it's like Minnesota to push it right. I know. I should be happy, but like I just wanted to be. You just right. wanted to be right. I just wanted to be right because you know he was calling me out for awful analysis. I, as an 0 2 team, Minnesota. I would love to go with them. You know, yeah. I I think they're gonna win. I think they'll still win. Dalvin Cook is gonna hurt, obviously. Uh, but Alexander Madison, I I think is a good backup for them and um you know they have Justin Jefferson they have Adam Thielen they have KJ Osborne who's really been a breakout Mm -hmm. player for them Mm -hmm. um so yeah and I think Kirk's been able to get the ball down the field and I think um I think they're gonna be fine actually we won't know the Dalvin Cook news officially till I didn't they're playing a 425 game but what Adam Schefter reported it was five hours ago so he was up bright and early six o'clock um was that Barring any major improvement uh, for on-the-field workouts today, Dalvin Cook is very unlikely to play. That is so disappointing. I yeah. have him in because, the league. I mean, it would be it would be awesome to watch him play. I mean, we saw what Derrick Henry did to that Seattle defense there in the second half. I mean, Dalvin Cook is just as shifty and just as quick. It would have been fun. But again, like I mentioned, I think Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, Kirk Cousins could all put up really big numbers. You know, you guys know me. I do not like... Seattle at all. I don't like Seattle's defense at all. So I, I think they could get cooked today. Uh, yeah, and I'm interested to see what Alexander Madison can do because he played against Seattle last year, didn't he? Because Dalvin Cook got hurt Seattle game, I'm pretty sure, last year. I, I think, no, Alexander Madison started uh, when Dalvin Cook got hurt. Madison started the game against Atlanta, and he put up a very porous game. I think only uh, only about like 20, 25 yards, something like that. It was very disappointing. Um, there was a lot of hype leading up to that game for Madison, but he has another chance to prove it here. Him, uh, Amir Abdullah is still going to be involved in that mix to relieve some of the duties from Madison, but it's going to be interesting to look at, and the Vikings still 
could pull out even without Cook. Um, I don't think they will, but they they have a shot when you're at home in Minnesota. That stadium is always rocking. Yeah. Uh, no, I was saying, Mike, that he played against Seattle after Devin Cook oh, yeah. got hurt last mm-hmm. year in Seattle. He got 112 rushing yards on 20 attempts. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we're just going to have to see what Alexander Madison we get today. Is it going to be Seattle one from last year or Atlanta one from last year? Uh, we'll have to wait and see for that game. It's at 425. Um, we got another great game at 425. It is in my opinion, the best game so far, it's going to be the best game so far. It could quite possibly be the best game in the NFL season. That's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Los Angeles Rams. Um, two really great teams, two teams that I think are going to meet in the NFC Championship. Um, so might as well we just get right into that. We kind of preview, not preview their game since we're going to pick that for um, later in this episode, but which Sunshine City is poised to make it further? Los Angeles Rams or the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Do you guys like how I phrased that question? It, it, Sunshine very City. Creative. It was very nice. I know. <laughs> uh, I'm going to jump in here. i got to go Tampa Bay. You know, I love the Rams this year. I think they have a very good shot to win that division, either them or Arizona. I am high on Arizona as well. But Tampa returned 22 starters from their Super Bowl winning team last year, and that's just going to be so hard to stop. You know, I think the difference between last year's Tampa Bay team and this year's Tampa Bay team is we really we saw them struggle to start the year last year. You know, Tom Brady obviously in that I think it was a Thursday night or a Monday night game against Chicago, and he forgot the down that that picture there. You know, they struggled quite a bit to start the year, um, but they look really good. You know, that that struggle it's not there anymore, and they're they're just so hot out of the gate. You know, I mean, as we mentioned to open up the episode, Tom Brady's averaging four and a half passing touchdowns a game so i don't see that stopping anytime soon is this guy ever gonna age i wish i wish you see all the memes it's like tom brady with like a white beard he's like he runs out of the super bowl (laughs) to go win his uh go win his 16th super bowl championship i'm like please just retire (laughs) i've dealt with you for too many years in new england as a jets fan please i don't need to see it i don't need to hear it anymore go enjoy retirement take gronk with you Rock. I will say I I I do like Tampa Tom. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. Tampa, Tampa Tom is Tampa Tom's much better yeah. than Boston Tom. I and I think it's because of the fans. Mm-hmm. That, that yeah. really I, did I, I feel like I feel like with him in Tampa right now, he feels more open. He feels like he could share more of his personality. You know, obviously, um, there was a report the other day where uh, his trainer I forgot his trainer's name, but he was saying that Bill Belichick still in is. Uh, 20th year in the NFL, Bill Belichick was still treating him like a 20-year-old rookie. Um, obviously, you know, coaches treating all their players the same makes a lot of sense, and that's something that you want to go by as a coach. But it's Tom freaking Brady. You know what I mean? Tom, like, he's the, the GOAT of football, in my opinion. Best quarterback of all time. Best football player of all time. And you just, uh, you know, got to let him be himself. And that is what he is doing in Tampa. He takes great care of his body, so I don't really know when you know he's going to stop playing. Like, how can you like predict it at this point, honestly? But I do think that Tampa is going to win this game and uh, beat the Rams in in the playoffs or something like that. I think they'll get further than the Rams this year in uh, the playoff bracket. Just like you said before, more continuity. I think um, very similarly talented teams, but I just think that. Uh, the more continuity that the Bucks have together, that playoff experience 
is going to propel them over the Rams. You know, this past week was actually like the the week, I think it was 20 years ago, where Tom Brady entered the game for the first time after yep. Drew Bledsoe got hurt in a Monday night game against Mo Lewis. If anyone had to hurt the had to hurt Drew Bledsoe. Of course it had to be the Jets because then Tom Brady just rained terror on them for the last <laughs> 18 years. So, I mean, obviously. But, no, I mean, 199th overall pick coming into that game. Wound up winning that game after being down. And then, obviously, the rest is history. Got to have so much respect for him. You know, he's done so many great things for the NFL. He's actually He's, like, a really good guy. You know, they brought in Antonio Brown, and he's had Antonio Brown living with him there in Tampa Bay. He had Antonio Brown living with him in New England. Um, when they brought him in there for a short stint. So, I mean, he's a really good guy. He's really good for the game of football. It's really good to see a guy at his age out there competing at the highest level. So, it's great for the game. I wish you were retired. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I understand that. Um, I mean, it's coming to the point where I don't even mind him anymore. I'm starting to actually kind of like him, which is weird, <laughs> because I think we all know what I was like beforehand. And I will say it's probably because there's not a lot of Tampa Bay Buccaneers fans. I mean, I've met not not like obnoxious, you know, ones like the the yeah, Patriots fans. You know how common the Patriots fans were because we're in the Northeast too. But mm-hmm. I mean, I've I've met a few ex Patriots fans who are now Buccaneers fans. I mean, I used to I used to vacation in Maine just about every year, and you go up there, and it's if you Patriots if fans. if you wear like a Jets shirt or a Bills shirt or Miami you're, shirt, you're like you. You literally get looked at. I mean, I'm a nine-year-old kid in Maine, and I'm getting looked at like I'm the worst person in in the state. <laughs> I mean, they 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 go. Boston fans, they do a lot. They truly, truly do a lot. Um, I I do think it's a it's a very great fan base, very annoying fan base. But I think it's the city all in all. It's a great fan base. Um, trust me, I don't I don't like any Boston team. The Bruins, I don't like. The Red Sox, I don't like. The Patriots, I don't like. The Celtics, we could talk about the Celtics <laughs> later, but we, we are a football show. So going back to this question, I actually never answered it. I think it, I'm going to have to agree with you guys. I love L.A., but I think Tampa will just make it further. I mean, it's like I, I want to say the L.A. Rams are going to make it to the Super Bowl. Well, I want to say the Packers are going to make it to the Super Bowl, but let's be real. They're not. I want to say the Rams are going to make it to the Super Bowl, but I truly just think it's probably going to be the Buccaneers. And whether a team facing up against them, the Ravens, the Chiefs, I still think highly the Ravens to make the Super Bowl. Ravens, Chiefs, uh, Brown, <laughs> Browns, mm. um, Bills, whoever it is, whoever it is, I don't think it's going to be enough. And that's going to depend how we how we see them in the playoffs. But, I mean, it's Tampa. It's disappointing, but... I don't like to see two peeps. That mm-hmm. that's the problem. But yeah, um, Tom Brady always finds a way to win. It's it's crazy, and I hate saying that. You know, this player. You know, he's a winner, quote unquote, because they're especially in football, which is the ultimate team sport. Um, just so much depends around your coaching, your the players surrounding you, how they perform on a game to game basis. But Tom Brady, he's just one of those players that. Um, you throw him out to go win a game, and he's he's on the top of the list for me uh, in in terms of winning because he's just done it over and over again, just game winning drive after game winning drive. He's so poised, he's so experienced. He he's just he's just levels above everyone in terms of the mental game and obviously experience. And his physical talent is still there, so there's nothing not to like about Tampa Bay at this point. 
Uh, we're going to head into our last break unless anyone has a final thing to say. Tom Brady heads to New England next week. Mm-hmm. That's going to be a really good game. That's going to be something to see. And um, I think Antonio Brown might be active this week somehow because he came down with COVID, but I'm guessing he had two negative tests within 24 hours. That's the only way he would have gotten cleared, but um, that's something to monitor going into today's game against L.A. All right, you heard it here from Mike Buetti live. Uh, it's 11.44. We're going to head into our third break, and when we come back, we're going to dive into uh, s- some more picks here on VIC Radio. Find your comfiest chair, grab your coldest beverage, and relax. Every Tuesday night, 8 to 10 o'clock, with me, DJ Dog, on the kickback on VIC Radio. We'll be listening to the best of classic rock, so tune in. At VIC, the voice of Ithaca College, we prioritize diversity and inclusion. We are working to ensure that more voices are heard. We support and will continue to support the Black Lives Matter movement and victims of police brutality and racial injustice. We've heard you. We support you. We must advocate for change. Black Lives Matter. Welcome back to Go Check Radar and here on VIC Radio. As we're finishing up the episode, we have just... 15 minutes on the dot. Yeah, right now. 15 minutes on the dot. We got our picks. Uh, I think Mike is leading us in the picks. I could be wrong, honestly. Yeah, I, I think I am. But just one thing to clarify. It was actually Marquise Brown, not Antonio Brown. So I got that messed up. That's my bad. Antonio Brown, um, I, I'm guessing he's still out against the Rams due to COVID-19 protocols. But just wanted to clarify that. All right, let's head into some picks. Uh, these are the lines are on via ESPN as always, so they're not the most wonderful. Um, but we got the first game: Washington Football Team at the Buffalo Bills. Bills have a, our favorites by seven points. Connor, I mean, I got to go to the Bills. I don't trust Taylor Heineke, and I mean, the Bills looked made Miami look like little fish last week. So <laughs> I think the Bills will be fine. Mike, yeah, I'm. I'm gonna take the Bills here too. Uh, they're, they're home. There's not much to say. I think Washington is gonna be a decent team. They'll be fighting for uh, a playoff spot, but I still got the Bills this week. Yeah, I got. I got two buddies gonna be at the game. Shout out to Owen and Sam. Nice. Um, one of my buddies is a football team fan, and one's a Bills. So we'll see how that happens. I got the Bills. Uh, that's pretty easy. Moving next, Bears at Browns. Give me the Browns. Justin Fields is starting. Uh, we're going to break that down next week, how he does and how the rest of the rookies do this week because we're going to be seeing a lot of them. But give me the Browns. Uh, I don't have to second-guess myself. Yeah, I'll take Mike's Super Bowl favorite Browns, I guess. <laughs> uh, AFC Super Bowl favorite. Let's clarify that right now. But I'm very excited to see Justin Fields play this week. Um, I, I honestly think he should have went second overall instead of Zach Wilson to the Jets. Um, I'm very excited to see him play this week against the Browns, but I do think the Browns are going to win this game. Okay. Um, Ravens at Lions. I think you're ludicrous, ludicrous Mike. I think he's insane. I, think that is, I, don't, I don't think I'm insane. Zach Wilson is so much t- more talented. He's not playing well, but he's just so much the more arm talented. Ta- the arm and talent. Justin, there's not, there's not Fields, a big discrepancy, if at all, in terms of arm talent between Justin Fields and Zach Wilson. Justin Fields has a massive arm as well. I, I really don't see where this whole Zach Wilson hype is coming from, and I think at the end of the career, at, at the end of their careers, Justin Fields will have a better career than Zach Wilson. All right, moving to the Ravens, we can talk about that next week. Moving to the Ravens at the Lions, Ravens seven point five favorites. 
Give me the Ravens. Lions, honestly, I love Jared Goff. What Jared Goff's doing there, they're, I just don't think they're going to win this game. Maybe next week, Lions. Yeah, I'll, I'll take the Ravens as well, but I would have to agree with Matt. I think the Lions look sneaky good. You know, Jared Goff, not sneaky good enough to where they'll be a very sneaky good Sneaky good to make an team. upset. Sneaky good team to make an upset, and I just think Jared Goff is looking, looking good to start the year. Uh, I got the Ravens here. I think they're going to run wild against Detroit. Next, we got... Carson Wentz active for the Colts at the Titans. Titans are 5.5 favorites as of last night. I'm not sure if that's going to change at all with Carson playing. Uh, Connor? It'll be interesting to see. Uh, obviously, Carson Wentz dealing with two sprained ankles. See if Titans really dial up the pressure here and uh, send a lot of people after Carson. But, yeah, I'm going to go with the Titans. Mike? I'm going with the Titans as well, but Dupree is banged up right now. But I still think uh, the Colts' offensive line has surprisingly struggled throughout the first two weeks, but uh, I think with once banged up, that offensive line struggling, Derrick Henry absolutely feasting, the Tens are going to win this game. Give me the Colts. Um, Carson Wentz is going to be playing, and I think if anyone can somehow play on two sprained ankles, it's Carson <laughs> Wentz. Uh I, and I also think the Colts' run game needs to start getting the ball down. You know, we see we saw Jonathan Taylor last week. He was pl- I thought he 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 could have had some really good touchdowns, some really good breakout runs. It's just that Rams defense, I think, is one of the best run defenses, and I don't think the Titans' defense is you know at all that good. I know Mike's um, said that a lot, but yeah, yeah. Uh, Colts need to get a win here, and I think that they start. Mm-hmm. It won't happen, but you know, you know me with my uh, random picks. Go ahead. I was just going to say that the Titans are home as well, so that's also a factor in my pick here. Okay. Uh, Chargers at Chiefs. Chiefs are seven-point favorites. Easy. Chiefs. I'm going to take the Chargers here. I think the Chiefs fall below 500. I'm going to take the Chiefs here. Uh, Not much to say. They're going to bounce back from a loss. I don't don't see them losing two in a row. If If they won last week, I could see them possibly losing this, but... Uh, I don't think they're going to lose two in a row. Justin Herbert's been really good in his first two games against the Chiefs uh, last year. So I, I, I think I think he wins. I mean, they're at Arrowhead, too. That's that's a tough matchup, man. But go ahead, Matt. Saints at Patriots. This was a goat picks pick. Um, and it's it's a very good game. I mean, I'm tossing it up right now in my head. Um, Mike, I feel like you know who you're going to go with. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Patriots here. I'm, I'm surprised that you guys all – well, I'm not going to ruin your picks, but I don't think it's as close as a lot of people are portraying. The Patriots are at home. Um, the Saints are not looking good coming off that week two loss against Carolina. I, I think New England's defense is still very, very good, very similar to Carolina's. So I have the, Patriot, the Patriots in this one, no doubt. I'm going to go with the Saints. Um, you know, I think this is going to be a big Alvin Kamara game. We saw Michael Carter for the Jets last week. The Jets in general had a really good um, running attack against that Patriots defense last week. And, I mean, Alan Kamara is significantly better than any running backs that the Jets have on their roster. So I think it's going to be a big week for Alvin Kamara, and he's going to lead him to a win. I'm going to take the Patriots here. Uh, I think being in um, why am I, Gillette Stadium. Foxborough, yeah. Foxborough, yeah, Gillette. Um, I think it's going to be key for them. I do think the Saints can win this game. I think it's. I think the line should be like one. I think it's going to be a very close game, and it's going to be one of the the one o'clock ones to watch. Um, but give me the the Patriots here. Next game, I think this is even a closer game. I think this is more of a toss up too. 
Falcons at Giants. Giants are a three-point favorite. Uh, one of you guys was talking about the Giants. I think, Connor, you said the Giants? or Mike? I was talking about the Giants. Okay. And I think that the Giants are going to uh, win this game. I think Saquon Barkley is going to have a great game. Um, Sterling Shepard is going to continue his early season success, and I think the Giants are going to win this game at home. Giants, Giants get a, a notch in that win column here. Tough game, tough game. Give me the Giants. I like what Daniel Jones has been able to do. I think Daniel Jones is playing better as a quarterback. Um, he's, he's he's playing good as a quarterback. I, I know it's hard to say with hard to hear with Daniel Jones, but um, yeah, give me the Giants here. Uh, Bengals at Steelers. T.J. Watt is out for the Steelers. Uh, Steelers are only three-point favorites, which I think is um, interesting. I mean, Bengals last week kind of lost to the, the Bears in ugly fashion for Joe Burrow. Uh, so give me the Steelers here. Yeah, I'm going to take the Steelers as well. I'm going to take the Steelers, but keep an eye out for Tyler Boyd. I think he would have a phenomenal week this week. We saw in week one, Cole Beasley had a great game against the Steelers. We saw in week two, Hunter Renfro had a great game in the slot against the Steelers. So keep an eye out for the, him, but I think the Steelers are still going to come out on top. I think keep an eye out for Jamar Chase, who loves – I mean, I'm loving that Jamar Chase-Joe Burrow connection back mm-hmm. again. It's it's interesting, though, because, you know, the only reason why he had a good stat line last week was he's, he's catching the big ball. Yeah, you know, I, mean, I think that's the so thing. That's who it, they are. It counts. Yeah. Cardinals at Jaguars. Cardinals 7.5 favorites. Lock this game in. If you're playing Eliminator, give me the Cardinals here. Yeah, of course. Kyler Murray runs wild. Yeah, I'm going to take the Cardinals and the points here, no doubt. Next game is a bigger, bigger game. Jets at Broncos. (laughs) Give me the Broncos. If you're playing Eliminator here and you haven't picked the Broncos, pick the Broncos. Yeah, I'll take the Broncos to win the game, but the Jets are going to cover the spread. I think Zach Wilson, with Bradley Chubb out, um, I think he has to come in and really show that he can be competent and that he is a better quarterback than Justin Fields because apparently that's in question. Um, uh, no, the Broncos are going to win, but give me the Jets with the points. I'm going to take the Broncos here as well. Javante Williams could have a great game. We got Dolphins at Raiders here. Uh, Jacoby Brissett is starting. Obviously, two is on the IR. Give me the Raiders. Yep, Raiders. I'm taking the Dolphins here. I think they're going to come into Vegas and upset Las Vegas. Um, I said they were going to upset the Bills last week, but I think that they're going to come in with a game plan with Brissett now, and I just don't think the Raiders are that good. Um, I, I, it's tough. we got to move on, I know. Um, Buccaneers at Rams. Bucks 1.5 favorites. Give me the Bucks here. Uh, I just am more comfortable bouncing or picking the Bucks. I think Tampa Bay goes farther at the end of the season. Rams win this one. I'm going to take the Bucks. Seahawks, two-point favorites at Vikings. Dalvin Cook, potentially out. Um, most likely, I'm, I feel like I can say. I'm going to take the Vikings. I don't like Seattle. I think their defense is going to get shredded up today. I'm going to take Seattle. I, I don't. Go ahead, Matt. I'm going to take the Vikings. <laughs> um, I just, I, I, I think Seattle's a good. Te- I think offensively, it's going to be a good game. Both of them. I mean. We did say that about the Cowboys yeah. Chargers game, and that didn't really happen. But it happens. I think offensively they're going to, both going to be there. It's just going to who's going to be able to get those offensive stops. And I mean, Minnesota got some great stops on Cardinals last week, so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm excited to see where they come in. Both teams, I don't like them, so it's going to be obviously I don't like the Vikings more, but it's going to be a match. Sunday night football tonight. We got the Packers at 49ers. Uh, Three-point favorites going to the 49ers. Um, Connor, 
I think this line is very, very wrong. I would favor the Packers, whether it being in San Francisco, whether it being in Lambeau, whether it being in any NFL stadium in the country. I think the Packers would win this game. I agree. I was shocked when I saw that the Niners were favored. I'm taking the Packers in this game. Rodgers is returning back home, and I think he's going to get a W. Uh, yeah, I mean, this was Rodgers' supposedly front runner to leave to. Uh, and then they drafted Trey Lance, but give me the Packers. I think Forty Niners is going. I think it's going to be really close. I kind of do think the Forty Niners are going to win, but give me the Packers here. I want to support uh, support my team. You know, I'm got the Rogers jersey on now. Uh, quickly, we got Monday Night Football: Eagles at Cowboys. Mike, I, we know who you're going to go with. Of course, I'm going to take Dallas here. I I think that this game um, is going to be a lot less close than uh, people are portraying as of right now, and uh, I think Dallas is going to win this game. I'm going to go with the Eagles because, in my opinion, I think Jalen Hurts is a better quarterback than Dak Prescott. Obviously, that's a joke, but I'm just going <laughs> to shade it. Shade it, Mike. Yeah. Okay. Give me the Eagles. Sorry. Cowboys are overrated. Um, Jaguars, at Bang- wow. Jaguars at Bengals, Thursday Night Football. Uh, Bengals, 6.5 favorites. Give me the Bengals. I think the Jaguars got their first one of the year here. Um, Bengals, but I think it'll be a close game. And we got to fit some college football in somewhere. We have Ole Miss at Alabama. <laughs> we uh, also do have Michigan-Wisconsin. We could pick that one, too. I mean, this game's just not even going to be close. You know, the Alabama game when they played, oh, who was it close with? Uh, two Florida. Weeks ago? Florida. That game was close. You know, I didn't expect that game to be very close. Alabama's above every other team in college football. Um, Alabama here. Alabama. Bama. Yep. There we go. Go check Ritterne. Uh I mean, that's that's it. Final, final <laughs> quickly, players to watch. Just just name a player out. Um, Alexander Madison. We gotta see how he subs in for Dalvin Cook this week. Justin Fields. Oh gosh, uh, Alvin Kamara. I'm excited to see what they can do uh, against the Patriots defense. That is gonna be all for Go Check Gridiron, the third episode here. Join us next week as we are gonna break down Justin Fields. See how he does today, and we're gonna break down some mm-hmm. other rookies and recap uh, what we talked about today and week three of the NFL. Go watch some football. It's going to be a great week with the Bucks and Rams. Uh, that is all for Go Check Radar. I'm Matt Kane alongside Connor Wood and Mike Buetti on VICradio.org. We'll see you guys next week.